The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Here we go. Here we go. Common Sense Logic Radio brought to you by the Mexican Not Afraid to Be American. This is the On Point with Victor show. You're tuned in to America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, the phone number is... No, I'm not going to give the phone number away because then we might get some bozo, uh, the uh, un- fake Patriot Pete, who might call in again, and, well, we just don't want that. So, <laughs> it's, uh, Oh, folks, if you've listened in last month or so if you've been listening you you know what i'm talking about and so does the fake patriot pete so because i am sure he's listening again and then i keep trying to get these people bumped off so because we have a waiting list and and when somebody bumps off then i can open up the waiting list and a listener can can join in who's been waiting on our waiting list to listen to the show uh but uh you know oh anyway folks um we have got a lot to get to today, and before I get started, just a reminder, uh, your humble host will be substituting for the Eric Erickson Show on Thursday. That is two days away, folks. We're going to have some fun, so if, you, if you've got the time, uh, find a station that uh, carries Eric Erickson and uh, tune into it. Um, there's, you know, it's a good chance in the state you're in, there's a, there's an FM station that carries or an AM station that carries it. Um, if not, you could always go to the website and find an app that'll care, that carries his show. So, um, but I will be sitting in for Eric, uh, for on the Eric Erickson show on Thursday from 12 to 3 Eastern time. So, uh, we're going to have some fun with that, folks. He has an awesome nationally syndicated show and he's got, I mean, this, He's probably got a million plus listeners a week, so we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun introducing the uh, Mexican not afraid to be American to a lot of people. <laughs> so, uh, probably gonna send some people to their cry closets, some people to their safe spaces. We better alert Media Matters because they're just not gonna know what to do when they hear a guy of Mexican descent who is so willing to talk about how the border needs to be controlled. <laughs> so we're going to probably wake up a few people and shake up a few things on Thursday. So it's going to be fun. So make sure you tune in uh, Thursday as I will be guest hosting or substitute hosting, fill-in hosting uh, for uh, Eric on the Eric Erickson Show. So um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, But uh, look. I, it, it is Christmas week, so before I get started uh, depressing you, no, I'm kidding. I am not going to depress you today. Uh, we'll talk about a few things, but uh, you know me. I like to try and bring good light to everything. So uh, We are in the greatest country, folks, the greatest country in the world, so I don't care how bad you think it's getting out there. Um, you're an American, and this is the United States, and there is no country that is like ours. I mean, I'm sorry. There's just not. Um there's one country in this world that has a document that uh, that 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 states <laughs> that we are formed in the eyes of liberty and freedom, and that, that's the United States. Now, I know we've got a lot of elected officials who don't believe that, but that's our fault. That's that's the voters' fault. And and it, and at some point, I'm hoping we can get through a lot of these voters, and they'll stop voting for these uh, socialistic uh, Marxist. Politicians, you know, these politicians who are, who continue to be elected for 30, 40, 50 plus years who do not have their, they don't have the people's interest. They don't have we the people's interest. They have their interest at heart. And if you ever wanted to see a bigger example, folks, take a look at what's going on right now. We've got this, uh, it's not a pandemic, folks. COVID-19 is not a pandemic anymore. It's endemic. Um, it's not going anywhere. Uh, we're we're going to have to deal with it, and we are dealing with it. We, we've got great therapeutics now. We've got great uh, ways to treat, even though the Biden administration is clearly holding up therapeutics, which blows my mind, and why the mainstream media and, and every media outlet isn't hammering the Biden administration every day to have answers on why they aren't pushing out therapeutics. Uh, that just blows my mind. Um, there are all kinds of amazing therapeutics that are being held up by the FDA or haven't received approval yet to be used and and they need approval i mean it's just amazing it really is um but but what i'm talking about that how one good way to know that these these 30 40 50 year politicians your your bidens your schumers your pelosi's um all of these people your bernie sanders look at them folks 
they're well into their 70s well into their 80s i think bernie sanders is but uh but look they're they're up there they're getting up there in age and they're looking out for themselves they're terrified of the COVID 19 so they're making they want you you, the healthy 20 year olds the healthy teenagers the healthy kids the healthy 30 the healthy 40 year olds the healthy 50 year olds they want you in perpetual restrictiveness because they're worried about their octarian butt octogenarian butt i should say (laughs) uh but folks, I mean, let's face it, that's kind of what this is. And if these people had your interest at heart, they wouldn't be doing some of the things they're doing in the face of science. You know, these are the people that all throughout 2019 and, and especially in 2020 uh, and then most of 2021, they were screaming, the science, the science, follow the science, follow the science. Well, the one big party that's not following the science anymore is the Democrat Party. And 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 you can see it on display just by the way they're reacting to Omicron. Folks, not one person in the United States, to my knowledge, now this could have changed, but not one person in the United States has died from Omicron. And a very few people have died from it across the world. And the ones who have died from it, you can pretty much attribute that they've had some type of other issues. They had something else going on. Uh, Omicron just doesn't seem to be that dangerous. And and look, I'm just going off the data. This is just you can you can go do your research and to make the assessment on your own. But right now, everything we're seeing from Omicron is that it's a, it's it's a weak infection. And if you know anything about viruses, and folks, do yourself a favor, look up uh, Scott Atlas and and maybe pick up his book that he just came out with. Or, or just look up Scott Atlas and see what he's writing and what he's saying about some of his research and, and some of what he's seeing out there. Um, one of the things you will notice is that viruses, as they as they make it through their lifespan and they mutate and mutate, they get weaker and weaker. Um, how do you think we dealt with the Spanish flu, folks, um, and all the other flus? And what it looks like with Omicron is it is weak. Now, is it highly contagious? Yes. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because a weak virus that spreads and people are getting over it, whether they're vaccinated or not, um, that's creating herd immunity. And and that's what we need to talk about. Folks, there's such good news that really could be told from this Omicron variant. So far, so far, so far, there is good news from the Omicron variant. But you probably don't know that if you're watching CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, NPR. If you're watching all of those shows or those so-called news outlets, you probably don't know that there's good news from Omicron. Because the politicians can't let it go. They just can't let it go. And you're going to hear, I, I think it's today, maybe it was yesterday, I wasn't paying attention Um Biden's coming out with, I think it, I think it's today actually. Um, he's going to give some doom and gloom folks, um, speech about this COVID-19 and everything. And he's going to blame it on the unvaccinated. Look, ladies and gentlemen, you can do your own research right now and see the people who have Omicron and who's spreading it. And it is spreading like wildfire among the vaccinated. Now, I'm not telling you not to get vaccinated. I'm not telling you to get vaccinated. That's your choice. You make up your own mind. You know where I feel about the vaccine. If you're elderly, if you're overweight, if you're if you've got uh, comorbidities, then you should probably get the vaccine. But I'm not going to tell you to get it, and I'm not going to advocate anyone to make you get it. That's your choice between you and your doctor. But what we know now, and you can do your own research, is that this Omicron is spreading like wildfire throughout the vaccinated person or people. Um, Look at New York City. New York City is a hot zone right now. New York City is, the Omicron is spreading like crazy. I think they might have the most cases right now. Well, New York City also has one of, if not the highest cities that are vaccinated. So explain that one to me. It is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated when your 90 plus percent vaccinated city is spreading the virus. That is just common sense. That is just logic. And that is the data. That is the truth. So 
you have to ask yourself why the politicians doing what they're doing, and you have to ask yourself why is uh, Occidentarian Biden going to come out today and give you doom and gloom? He's going to give you winter of death. He's going to give you these awful predictions. I mean, it's unbelievable, folks. I, I can't believe what I'm seeing sometimes, but that's what you're going to see. Uh, that's what's going to come out. So, you know, I mean, you gotta, you've, you've, you've got to start viewing this, folks, with open eyes. And, and, and I mean that, or what I mean by that is you can no longer be a sycophant to your government. You shouldn't have been a sycophant to the government anyway. Um, the beautiful, one of the beauty, beautiful, beautiful things about our system of government is it is designed for the people, we the people, to question the people that we put in charge. Because that constitution that we have, it, ha- it, it clearly states this is a government of the people, by the people, for the people. So the people that we elect to represent us, they serve us. They serve the constitution. We are, like I said before, folks, the only country on this planet where a politician does not have more power than you. You, the citizen, you, the voter, have the most power in this country. Now, it doesn't seem like that lately because we, the the public, we, the people, we, the voter, have sat back way too long and let fear guide us. Because we're letting fear guide us, we're letting politicians get away with acting like like authoritarian nut jobs. And that's what we've got to change. We've got to take this country back. And what I mean by that, before I get yelled at by Media Matters, is that we the people, we the voter, the most powerful thing we have is our vote. And the, and the fact that we have a constitution that states we're a government of the people, by the people, for the people. So we've got to take the power of our vote back and take out some of these old, old career politicians who are in Washington looking out for themselves. They're just not looking out for you or me. They're not looking out for the little guy. They're not looking out for the regular guy. They're And they're darn sure not looking out for middle America. And they're not looking out for what they refer to as the working man or the working woman. Um, I, I'll get into a little bit more of that later, folks. But 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 look, it, it is Christmas week. And it, it, it is a glorious time of year. Uh, I, I, you need to enjoy it. You need to enjoy it. And, and I implore you, ladies and gentlemen, I implore you. I know things can be hard. And I know many, 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 many of, of us and our fellow citizens are having a hard time right now. They're either, either tired of dealing with masks or they're tired of dealing with restrictions or, or they're trying to get their business back up off the ground or they're trying to find a new job or, or maybe they're in a job they didn't want. There's lots of things out there that, that are troublesome. And I know it's hard to fill your tank up with gas nowadays. Uh, it's hard to go to the grocery store. And, folks, <clears throat> I, I, I've told you before the world, the, the pretend world that the, that the politicians in Washington live in. Uh, I was in a store, grocery store, just the other day. This was, this was Sunday evening. And there were empty shelves. There are bare shelves. The grocery store I was at, and I'm in a major metropolitan city, the grocery store I was at was taking an item that they had numerous amounts of and spreading it down the aisle to make it look like the shelves weren't empty. That's pretty sad, folks. That's pretty sad. In this country, that is very sad. So I know there are troublesome things out there, but it is Christmas. It is Christmas, and it is a glorious time of the year, and you need to enjoy it. So, folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You're listening to The On Point with Victor Show. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, 
and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. And we have a lot of American heroes called veterans, and they need your help. And we need your help continuing to get to those and reach out to our American veterans. You can go to our website and uh, become a patron, uh, patron, <laughs> patron, patron, and uh, that helps our veterans. And we are working with veterans all over the country, and they do need your help. And uh, bless the number of organizations that are helping our veterans with PTSD and many other things during this season. So look us up. Check out our website because we have the greatest programming in the country for a small radio station in Sandy Springs, Georgia. It is just great, and I give all the credit to the wonderful people that volunteer and are host on America's Web Radio, like Victor. And we're so very proud of Victor and what he's going to be doing as far as filling in for Eric Erickson and our other hosts that are just great. That work. Uh, we've got Phil Forsberg, that is a service officer in the DAV and works with veterans all the time, and many other folks. So, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be back with Victor in just a moment. Hey, folks, this is Victor Armendariz with the On Point with Victor show right here from the America's Web Radio Studios with some great news. You need to mark your calendars December 23rd, and that's a Thursday. From 12 to 3, I will be guest hosting for the Eric Erickson Show. That's the nationally syndicated Eric Erickson Show, your humble host right here from America's Web Radio, On Point with Victor. I will be guest hosting for the Eric Erickson Show from 12 to 3, December 23rd, and that's a Thursday. Mark it down. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. Hey, I I have a an observation, <laughs> maybe a question. Um, it, I mean, I'm not sure, but is it possible that Jesse Smollett is the first American to scam Nigerians? I mean, we have scam after scam after scam, especially against the elderly population that come out of Nigeria. Is it possible that Jesse Smollett is the first American to scam Nigerians? I mean, I, you know what? I it is a it is a viable question, and uh, we we should put that question to the media. <laughs> Watch their heads explode. <laughs> so, hey, you know what, folks? If you've got if, if you're around the holidays this weekend or, or this coming weekend, um, and you have some maybe left of the dial friends or family members, have some fun with them and ask them. Ask them, just, just, is it possible? Did Jesse Smollett just put a scam on the Nigerians? The first American to do that? Uh, have some fun with it, folks. But, uh, but look, when we went to break, I was talking about it's a glorious time of the year. It, it, it is Christmas. It is a time, uh, at least, folks, at least for a couple of days this week. Uh, let politics go. Love your neighbor. Love your family. Uh, spend time with them. Love your friends. Show your appreciation. Um, if if there if if you see there's a if if you've got the financial means and your the stability and you can reach out and help some of the families in Kentucky and uh, some of the some of the states that were hit by the tornado uh, last week, please do so. Please do so. I, I mean, this is this is just that time of year, and and by gosh, we don't want anyone that was a victim of the tornado to have to go through Christmas season or Christmas this weekend without having something they can give to their children. Um, You know, folks, I I just... I, you, you, so many of you listeners out there are so awesome and so great. In fact, I asked some of you guys to participate in the, uh, in the, you know, here in Georgia, we have, uh, uh Clark Howard does the, uh, uh, Christmas kids and, um, 
let me tell you something. All the listeners out there across Georgia, no matter what show they're listening to, so many people across Georgia who listen to talk radio, whether it's me they're listening to or whether they're listening to Eric Erickson or whether they're listening to Clark Howard or, or whoever they're listening to, they came together and bought a gift for every foster child in Georgia. Folks, that's amazing. And, and that's, that's the spirit of Christmas. So that is something that, that needs to be, um, you know, just, just keep that in, in, in your mind and keep that. I, I, I know you can be frustrated with what's going on. I know politics can frustrate you. The news of the day can frustrate you. But I implore you to take some time this week and this weekend and let the politics go. Uh, don't be angry. Look, I, you've heard me talk on this show that if you're walking around, um, and, and living your life with a chip on your shoulder, you need to knock it off. You need to get rid of the, whatever issue you have that makes you angry. If you wake up day to day and you're angry, if the littlest thing sets you off, like somebody cutting you off in traffic or or um, something just doesn't go your way and it sets you off into an anger tantrum, you need to sit back and find out why you're so angry. Uh, maybe start with vote, stop voting for a Democrat. That That'll make you not angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, folks, seriously. If you're going around angry, uh, please, please do some, some self-evaluation and find out, find out why you're angry. Get that chip off your shoulder because most of the time, 99% of the time, you're angry about something you can't change. Uh, that'd be like me being angry because I'm short. I can't change that. Um, I can't change that I'm brown. I can't change that there might be somebody out there that'll make fun of me for being a Mexican descent. I can't change that when I go to my very white friend's neighborhood in a fluent northern Georgia uh, neighborhood that I get offers to, to people wanting me to leaf blow their yards. I can't change that. But it doesn't make me mad. It actually makes me laugh. Uh, look, folks, you got to have fun. What I'm getting at is you got to have fun. You you may be a, a person out there who who has a hang up, and I bet you it's it it's a hang up that you can't change. But you can look at it different, and you can have fun with it, and your life will get better. The instant that you wake up and you did, you make a conscious decision that you're not going to be angry, you're not going to let people get you down, that you're going to find positive and you're going to live a positive life, the minute you do that, your life is going to be better. And when you go to sleep, you figure out a way to go to sleep happy. Uh, if you're not married, <laughs> I'm not even going to go down that road. Uh, figure out a way, folks, to go to sleep happy. Figure out a way to do something that makes you happy, whether it's that, that song you love or that TV show or that movie you love. Even if it's you, you just watch one clip from a movie, figure out a way to go to bed happy. Because if you go to bed happy, you're more than likely going to wake up happy. But trust me when I tell you, and this is the perfect time of year to really self-evaluate yourself. Find out why you're angry. Don't go into 2022 or another year or another day. Don't go another day angry, folks. If you're not happy where you work, there's a million plus jobs out there. Go find one. Go find something different to do. You can do it, folks. You're in the greatest country that God created. You're in the United States. You can be happy if you want to be. You can. You can. So, all right. I will get off of that train or soapbox <laughs> so, and, and move on. So I have to tell I don't do this a lot, folks, but I got to tell you, there's a huge I told you so coming right now. Uh, we'll just call this the I told you so segment because I told you. Uh, all of my listeners out there. And again, let me take a second. Thank you to all my listeners in Georgia, in Florida, and, uh, especially you guys down there, uh, in, ten, in, uh, in Daytona, in Daytona, Florida. Uh, but thank you to all my listeners in Florida, all my listeners in Georgia, all my listeners in Tennessee, uh, my listeners in Arizona, my listeners in California, um, Utah, I, I mean, uh, Montana and, uh, Colorado and New York, all of you listeners, I just want to thank you again because uh, I wouldn't be guest hosting this Thursday if it weren't for you guys tuning into this show and, and making on point with Victor what it is. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, but, uh, but all right, let me get into the big I told you so. I told you guys uh, early in 2020 that 
if we set back and allow these politicians to mandate mask wearing and all these other restrictions, that they would not let them go. And then you guys, some of you said, oh, look, look, the vaccines are coming out. So now we're going to be able to go back to normal. And what did I tell you? I told you, don't hold your breath. Well, here we are, folks. We're on the cusp of 2022. We're two years into this, into COVID-19 and dealing with it. We are no longer in a pandemic. No one wants to tell you that, but I will tell you that because we are not in a pandemic anymore. We're in an endemic. Um, we're going to have to deal and live with COVID-19. And luckily, it, it does appear to be weakening. Folks, I already told you that Omicron is a weak uh, mutation of this virus, and there are there's good news about Omicron. And if you needed more good news, over 70, I think 73 or 75 percent of the COVID-19 cases in the country today are Omicron variant, not the Delta variant. That is good news in itself. That's amazing news. Um, so anyway, so here we are on the cusp of 2022. And what did, did Dr. King Fauci, the man who thinks he runs this country, the man who, who thinks he is an unelected president, but yet I mean, he thinks he's running this country, folks. That man, Dr. Fauci, and I can make fun of his height because he's probably taller than me, as most people are. But uh, but look, I I told you two years ago, almost two years ago, that um, this that the, these people, these power hungry people in Washington, the bureaucrats, the elected officials, but all of them would not let these restrictions, these mandates, these these emergency laws, well not only they're not even laws, emergency mandates, these restrictions, the the mask wearing, I told you they wouldn't let it go. And here we are, the cusp of 2022, and just the other day, what did Fauci say? If you saw him on TV, and you can go look it up. But Fauci was on there going, I well, you know, I think I, I just and 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 understand this. This is a, so, a a so-called doctor, a scientist, the man who says he is science, the man who wants a shirt on him that uh, that has the little triangle, but not the not this. It doesn't stand for Superman. It stands for scientist. The man who told you if you question him, you question science. That's that's this guy I'm talking about. I'm talking about Dr. Fauci. The this guy actually said. To heck with what science says. You need to wear a mask in perpetuity on an airplane. All the science, ladies and gentlemen, shows that their masks are not needed anywhere, let alone on an airplane. But Fauci says we need them on an airplane in perpetuity. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, this is Victor Armendariz with the On Point with Victor show right here from the America's Web Radio Studios with some great news. You need to mark your calendars December 23rd, and that's a Thursday. From 12 to 3, I will be guest hosting for the Eric Erickson Show. That's the nationally syndicated Eric Erickson Show, your humble host right here from America's Web Radio, On Point with Victor. I will be guest hosting for the Eric Erickson Show from 12 to 3, December 23rd, and that's a Thursday. Mark it down. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Hey, all right, folks. Look, um, so you got Fauci, 
the scientist of all scientists, the doctor of all doctors, uh, the real president, maybe. I don't know. Maybe somebody should ask Char- Charlemagne that question. <laughs> so, uh, I'll get to that later, too, folks. But but you got Fauci's on, and, and, and he, he actually said, well, you know, uh, I think, I, I mean, if you're sitting on an airplane, you should be in a mask. Well, Dr. Fauci, you know, all the data and all the science shows that uh, airlines, airplanes, you don't need a mask. The masks aren't going to do anything. They're not going to make you one bit safer on an airplane. Well, you know, I just don't think, you know, if I'm sitting there, I don't want to see you without a mask. So, look, folks, understand something. Dr. Fauci flies around on a private jet, probably paid for by your tax dollars and our tax dollars. Do you think for one second that man puts a mask on his face when he's on his private airplane or taking a private flight somewhere? Absolutely, 100%, no. No. There isn't a chance. I mean, you got a better chance of, of, of stealing a, a hot Krispy Kreme donut out of the hands of a fat kid before you got a chance of catching Fauci with a mask on on, on an airplane that he's on, uh, than one of these private flights he's on. I promise you, folks, none of these. How many, how many times do you have to see these Democrat officials, these Democrat elected people, whether they're elected or not? How many times do you have to see them gallivanting around at a party with no mask while telling you you need to be in a mask in perpetuity? How many times do you have to see that before you realize that these people that are telling you what to do aren't doing it? You see, they're the elitist. You're the peasant. You will bear the burdens that we put on you, but they won't bear the burdens. How many times do you need to see that before you start waking up and changing your vote? And I am, once again, I'm not telling you to go jump in the lap of some establishment Republican. I would prefer you to go vote for a conservative Republican or a libertarian. Uh, or or a a constitution loving liber, uh, liberty loving freedom loving independent i would prefer you vote for any of those but to continue to vote for the party that puts you in a mask and then laughs when they go party it up with no mask and you keep voting for them the party that tells you you must get vaccinated you must take this shot you must do it but then tells you that oh well the border's a different situation uh, well, well, okay, Mr. Democrat and Mrs. Democrat, all these illegals that are coming in, in fact, what, what 1.7 million last month or something like that, all of these illegals that are coming into the country and not being vaccinated, I mean, is that not a problem? Is that not how we got Omicron over here? Oh, well, that's a different issue, according to Fauci and the Democrats. But you, the citizen, you, the citizen who owns this country by birthright... And some of you who, who are, who are just, who acquired your citizenship and did it the right way, because you're a citizen too. You are looked at as the lesser person versus the illegal immigrant or the illegal alien. So that's pretty messed up, folks. And I'm not making any of this up. You've got Democrat politicians and Democrat bureaucrats who will look to the open border and they've got no problem with the unvaccinated illegal. And then they turn their sights on you, the citizen, and they want you vaccinated. They want you boosted two and three and and, and quadruple times. They want you to give in to every decree they make, but not the illegal, not the illegal. And then they want to complain about housing. There's not enough housing. Well, if you didn't let every Tom, Dick and Harry come in the country illegally, we might have enough housing. And before you tell me that we have to house all the illegals, then you team with me and let's house all the veterans first. If there's one veteran out there on the streets who doesn't have a home, I don't want to hear a word about the illegal. And, and look, folks, I, I, I am, first of all, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And I am Mexican descent and Spanish descent. I have family in Mexico. I have family in Mexico, some of them, that they would love to come to the United States and live. But they have to get in line, and they're going to do it the right way because everyone in my family who's come here has done it the right way. And 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 there's pride in that. There's pride in that. So I love my heritage, and I love my people, and I talk about my people all the time. 
Um, I love them. I love Mexico. But this is my country. I'm an American. I'm red, white, and blue, baby. I am red, white, and blue before anything else. And I'm, I, I will die for freedom and liberty in this country before I will let it go away. And I'm not going to stand by and let my country go to waste because we have politicians that are 80 years old who tell me that in order pres- – well, they're not going to tell us this. But in order to preserve the Democrat Party, they need a dependent class. And that dependent class is going to come from the third and fourth world. That's a messed up thing to do to the citizen, folks. Now, I am not telling us that we can't help the third world and the fourth world because – we can help Mexico. We can help Guatemala. We can help Venezuela. There's lots of things we can do. But that doesn't mean we open up the border and bring there to here. Because if you think we can bring there to here and that here is not going to become there, then you're kidding yourself. You're absolutely kidding yourself. So I, I, I won't go too too much more on this new soapbox of, of immigration, but maybe one of the shows will get into it more. Maybe you need to hear from somebody who, who, who has Mexican blood and Spanish blood. Maybe you need to hear from somebody who spent time in a third world. I spent a lot of my childhood, folks, in, in parts of Mexico that have abject poverty. You citizen here in the United States, if you haven't been outside of this country, you don't know poverty. You don't know poverty. You heard me right. You heard me right. But I could take you to some places in Mexico and in other parts of the world that really do have poverty. And it'll open your eyes, folks, and it'll break your heart. But there are ways we can help these people without putting the American citizen in jeopardy, without putting our country in jeopardy. And and you know what? Tune in on Thursday because I'm going to hit some listeners on Thursday across this nation <laughs> with some real talk when it comes to uh, immigration and illegals. <laughs> so, uh, look, folks, I am the product of a man who came to this country, and he did it the right way, and he did it without speaking the language, and he did it because he wanted to see what America had to offer. He wanted to see what the United States could do, what what it could provide. But not once, not once did my father put his hand out and ask for anything for free. Not once. And that is the lesson, folks, that we all maybe need to hear. Uh, but I'll get into some of that. I'll get into some of that on Thursday. But uh, but let me get back a little bit to, to my uh, <laughs> I told you so moment. Because Dr. Fauci now is going across the news media and going across everything, and he's telling you that we need to be in masks. You, the citizen, you, the citizen, not the illegal coming over the border, but you, the citizen, need to be in a mask. The illegal who can travel and walk from across the border, no mask, no vaccination. But he wants you, citizen, who gets on a plane. If you're going to get on a plane and you go see your family, he wants you in a mask. This man, this Fauci, this character actually said that you as an American citizen should stop people at the door of your house and demand that they be vaccinated before you allow them entry. It's pretty messed up, folks. It's pretty messed up. We can't get rid of Fauci soon enough, and he proves it every day. Uh, but uh, but I'm telling you, folks, you, you see what's going on, if, if you'll open your eyes. So you, you, you've got... Here's where, let me just recap where we've come from. In, in the beginnings of 2020, Dr. Fauci was saying, mask don't do anything. You don't need to wear a mask. We as Americans don't need to be walking around with mask on. He said that, folks. I'm not making it up. You can look it up for yourself. It's all over the place. Do a duck, duck, go search. You can find the video. Dr. Fauci all the way through January, February of 2020, of 2020, was was reiterating what the CDC had posted on their website. Why do you think, folks, at a, after years and years of influenza, why do you think we've never worn masks in this country? Why do you think the government's never never demanded or mandated masks in this country for the influenza? And do I need to remind you how many people the influenza has killed over the years and years and years it's been around? Uh, if you go back and look at 20, oh my gosh, from just go look at the 2000s. Just take 2000s to all the way up to where we are now. Um, 
or do it to 2019 and look at how, how many people were hospitalized and how many deaths we had, elderly and young, to, to the regular influenza. And not one time were we decreed to, to wear masks. And why? Because even on the CDC's website up until 2020, it was on, very clear on their website, mask wearing doesn't work. Mask wearing is not going to stop a nanovirus, especially a cloth mask. So these are, these are just facts. They're all out there for you to find. And Fauci was saying all the way through February in 2020 that mask wearing wasn't necessary. We're not going to need to do that in the United States, and it doesn't work anyway. He said, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. And then we get into this pandemic and we get into to the Democrats realizing we can use this against the we can use this against the Republicans and Trump. And this is how we beat him in 2020. And that's how they viewed from then on out. That's how they viewed this COVID-19 pandemic. And then they said, oh, well, that, you know, Biden gets elected and they take ownership of the vaccine. And, oh, you better take the vaccine. It, it, it You have to. You must. No ifs, ands or buts about it. And then they tell you, well, if you just take the vaccine, you will go back to normal. And then what happens? No normal. You're, they still want you in a mask. You've got New York closing restaurants down. You've got other blue states that are going right back into restrictions, right back into mandates, forcing mask wearing, and, and on and on and on and on. And now you've got Fauci just the other day telling you that mask wearing is going to have to be in perpetuity on an airplane and and if you do if they do it on an airplane they're going to do it everywhere else. They want you in an obedience mask. The political class, the elitist class that is Washington Washington DC. I'm talking about the bureaucrats who run that place that aren't elected and I'm talking about the the morons that are elected. They want you in an obedience mask because that is a signal. That is that is a signal of of basically being on your knees. It is a signal of being subjugated. Now, that's my opinion, folks, and I'm sorry. I'm going to stick with it because if you go around wearing a mask because the government tells you so, then then you're kneeling to an all-powerful government, and we don't do that in this country, folks. We're Americans. We will die on our feet before we will ever die on our knees, and that's how every American should believe. And, uh, and, and look, if you're out there and you want to wear a mask the rest of your life, do it do it no one no one's going to stop you but don't you dare try and tell me to wear one and don't and the government should have absolutely no say in putting people in masks in this country folks I, i'm sorry that's my opinion that and that's again that isn't the opinion of america's web radio that's the opinion of your humble host victor <laughs> so um but i i just i'm just getting tired of it folks I, we've got to stand up to fauci fauci is not elected fauci has no legislative power but yet this guy is running around putting mandates and restrictions on the American people like he was some type of king. And that's got to come to a stop. I cannot wait. When DeSantis is elected president in 2024, uh, he will take office at 12 o'clock. At 12.01, Fauci should be fired. That is my message to DeSantis or or Trump. If if Trump does run and uh, he takes office in 2024 or 2025, uh, at 12.01, Dr. Fauci should be fired. Um, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So I want to make it clear to whichever Republican wins in 2024, uh, Fauci needs to go. And, and in fact, we, the people, should start demanding that Fauci be, be let go. Fauci needs to go. He needs to go retire and go spend time with his family or whatever he wants to do in retirement. But he doesn't need to be in Washington anymore telling you and me, the citizen, what we need to be doing. He needs to go away. And that's just a fact. All right, folks, we will be right back. Don't you go anywhere. This is America's Web Radio. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. If you're a veteran, we want you, and we want you to listen to us as we do a number of veteran shows throughout the week, featuring Lieutenant Colonel Retired Pete Macca, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Philip Forsberg, 
and many, many others. We have generals, we have everybody on, and we want you as veterans. I'm a veteran, I own the station, and we want to hear from you, and we love our veterans. And want to thank uh, the group World War II Roundtable. I uh, went to their luncheon the other day, and it was just great. And the World War II veterans were losing daily, but this group was just fantastic. And uh, there was a gentleman there, Victor, that was 101, and he makes you look like a punk. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Up and I down bet. out of that chair, didn't, That's amazing. you know, I mean, he was, he was ready to go join them. The stories he must have. Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, wow. again, ready to join up and uh, fight again. Anyway, we'll be back with more, Victor, right after a couple of more messages. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, we're back, folks. Common Sense, Logic Radio. That is the On Point with Victor show. And I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, I'm going to move on a little bit. Uh, look, if you ever have any questions or anything or want to engage with me, uh, it's Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com. Victor at AmericasWebRadio.com. Uh, I love it when you guys interact. Um, you listeners are always hot to trot. Um, I've got listeners that have been firing me in. One listener from Marietta, George. Georgia said, uh, what is Fauci still doing there? Um, I've got listeners in Florida that are giving me applause for uh, <laughs> assuming that DeSantis is going to be president. But I also have – now, this is interesting. And I hadn't thought about this uh, until a listener from Tennessee uh, – a listener from Tennessee mentioned uh, to me that um, if, if DeSantis runs for president, what's Florida going to do? They're going to lose their best governor. And, and that is a good point. That is such a good point. Um, I mean, you kind of would hate to lose DeSantis as governor of Florida – to, to go and, and, you know, be president. But on the other hand, I would love for the United States to become Florida. So, um, I, I mean, I, it, but it is definitely something to think about, especially if you're, if you're living in Florida, you're a Florida citizen. I can totally understand, uh, you don't want to let DeSantis go. I wouldn't want to lose him as a governor. In fact, I'd love for him to move to Georgia. There, there's, <laughs> there's, I can't think of the guy's names. Somebody down in South Florida, Marlogo or so. I don't know. That, Mark. Uh, that, uh, uh-huh. Oh, in Marlogo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he might have some experience that we don't know that about. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe some experience we overlooked. Yeah, and he could go back and uh, you be know, governor. You know, David, it's funny that you mentioned that. How awesome would it be if Trump decided that he didn't want to run, but that he did want to be governor? I mean, it would be backwards, but, I mean, it's plausible. I don't think it's ever happened before. I don't that, think it. My I don't think anyway. it's. I, David, I don't think it's ever happened. And, but uh, that would be fun. I'm a student of history, and I don't think that's ever happened. But Just saying, can, can't you see the scene, DeSantis and Trump standing on the stage oh, and handing each other gavels? Well, I, I can you imagine? Can you imagine? I had to say, David, I... I, I, Wait a second. Exchanging keys to the Exchanging desk. keys. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine, uh, I mean, boy, if you had a wish list for 2024, I mean, it could be Trump, DeSantis, president, vice president. It could be DeSantis taking the presidency and Trump becoming governor of Florida. Or it could even be next year Trump being assigned to the Speaker of the House when the Republicans take control of the House. There, there's a number of good scenarios that we could dream about, and it doesn't hurt to dream. I mean, hey, you know, I'm a firm believer. If you don't uh, visualize it and dream it, then it ain't going to happen. So we can all think, and I, I know there's so many of you listeners out there that want Trump to run again. And look, if he does run, I think it's his for the taking. Um, I personally I don't think he's going to. I just I don't think he wants to put his family through that again. But you never know. But if there was ever 
ever any president in the history of this country that deserved to be reelected, it's got to be Donald Trump. I mean, it has to be Donald Trump. And uh, so, look, if he runs, I think that'll be great. And if he does, I hope he picks DeSantis. If he doesn't run, I hope DeSantis picks maybe Christy Nome or or um, the guy, the senator from South Carolina, David. Uh, the name is skipping me, but uh, there is a senator from South Carolina I think would be a fantastic vice president. Um, but I, it'll pop in my head eventually. But uh, but anyway, folks, I mean, uh, I so I've got a you know shout out to these listeners who are active, and all of you listeners are great. But uh, but it's a but it's a good question. The listener from Georgia asks about why, why is Fauci still in uh, still there in Washington. That's a great question. And the listener in Tennessee um, who brings up the concern: what happens to Florida if if uh, DeSantis becomes president? So these are good questions, and um, you know the people of Florida are going to have to think about that. So, but first they're going to have to reelect. DeSantis next year, and and I don't think there's going to be any problem there. I think DeSantis is going to run away with it. Um, the guy's just absolutely been outstanding, outstanding governor, and I, I only wish that our governor here in Georgia would be a little more like him. Um, but you know, we've got our whole big race unfolding for next year, and I hope the people of Georgia. Look, I, I just I'm just going to say it again. I said this a week or two ago. Um, if you're a voter in Georgia, you, you got to let some of this um, anger you have over 2020 go. We've got to move forward, and we've got to come together. So I I don't care if you get behind Vernon Jones. I don't care if you get behind David Perdue. I don't care if you get behind Kemp. Any one of them is worlds better than Stacey Abrams. So whoever you get behind, do your best, fight your hardest, do what you got to do. But in the end, whoever it is, we have to come together as Georgia voters and get behind whichever, whether it's Purdue, whether it's Kemp, or whether it's Jones. We have to come together. We cannot divide our Republican vote or conservative vote or whatever vote you want to call it. We are, I call it a freedom vote because I, 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 I would not consider myself a Republican. I consider myself an American. I'm a freedom-loving, constitution-loving, liberty-loving American, and I vote for freedom and liberty. And Stacey Abrams, she, she wouldn't know freedom or liberty or the Constitution if it slapped her in the face. And uh, I, so just please understand, voters in Georgia, and I, and I know I'm treading on the attention span a little bit of my listeners outside of Georgia, but Georgia, we've got to come together and make sure that we don't elect Stacey Abrams. So that's all I'm going to say about that right now. Uh, you know, across David, yeah. the country, though, everybody needs to come out of the shell and look at the Republican and vote Republican and mm-hmm. get the Democrats out of office. I mean, there's not without a, question. <laughs> there's not a city one that hadn't gone down yeah. to the tubes. The tubes I, that you, has a oh, man. has a Democratic you, mayor. You bring and, up a great point, David. Just analyze any city being run by a Democrat mayor or a Democrat governor or both, and look at the the dismay that city is in. You know, I, I've got friends that can afford it i can't afford it but they travel they used to travel to california and particularly love san francisco Mm. and i've got several Mm. doctor friends that swear they will never ever go back to san francisco man what a shame it's turned into such a dump and you know this is this is true across the country if you look at portland seattle Mm -hmm. And Chicago, Detroit, oh, yeah. Baltimore, and New the Orleans. And this goes on and on and on. As, Atlanta. It as does. long as you've got a Democrat yeah. as mayor, mm-hmm. you've got Your, garbage. And, uh, yeah. you know, the police departments are being ravaged. Mm. And it's just I, across the nation, it's mm-hmm. a shame. I, w- I want to bring up something that I know I didn't talk to you about it at all. That's okay. But I've noticed, and and it's not just me. Thank goodness I've, I've talked to people in from coast to coast, and it's happening everywhere. And this is it's a word that's seldom used anymore, but it's called service. Oh, we're right. Mm-hmm. And there ain't no service mm. no more. You can't get it. <laughs> You're uh, and you, know, you remember you, the days, David, when the customer was always right. Hello. <laughs> I remember a store that made it 
made its living off that called uh, Riches here in yeah, Atlanta. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes, their, yes. Their motto was a customer's because, always yep, right. Yep. And you could bring in a worn-out uh, pair of tennis shoes, I, and they'd take them back and give you a brand-new pair. Yes. And, you yep. know, this is – but it's not just that. It's, you know, you call up – I had a situation recently with a couple of things, my television service and also my cell phone service, which were not connected, thank goodness. <laughs> You're but right, thank goodness. Anyway, you call, and I'm sorry, but and I have our local attorney checking on this, as a matter of fact. Excellent. Uh, Mark. Mark. Uh, and I think there is a federal law that if if you're calling for help or calling for uh, aid in a product and you get someone that you can't understand that it's a federal law that you can say I need to speak with someone that speaks better English and mm. they're supposed to get you to that person interesting <laughs> but, I didn't know that but uh, huh. you know you call for technical support mm. and that's become a joke yeah well and pretty much it doesn't exist yeah and i mean it's you go into the store it's and it's the same way and yeah. you go in i knows and, and you know they'll say well we just can't hire people yeah that's part of it that's part of it yeah. but there's you know and and that part of it is in my opinion, due to the government paying people to stay in bed during the day. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, oh, of course, of course. Yeah. We don't have a labor shortage. We have a problem of paying people not to work. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. But so. this is going to be killing businesses. Oh, yeah. Uh, I oh, spent yeah. hours and hours and hours the past couple of days just trying to get my telephone fixed. Man. And, uh, and that's valuable time to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I started night before last, and it went through the night, and then it went through yesterday. Wow. And finally, we got it resolved. Oh, good. It, it, uh, <laughs> it, I've never seen such a orangutan. You know, I, I, I can, yeah, David, I mean, that's a good point. I, what's happened to service and customer service, and we could probably do a whole show on it. Because... I don't care about you. Exactly. That's that's the way it feels sometimes. And by golly, my time's more valuable than yours is. So, you know, uh, I'll get to it. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it when we get to it. I, yeah. Look, I, I've said before on this show um, that I'm a Delta snob. I love flying Delta. I, I, I'm i in a position where I fly a lot, and, and uh, I, I enjoy Delta. But i got to tell you, their customer service has fallen so off the wayside, and, and most of it's because they can't hire people. But um, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And, and I think companies would do themselves a favor to get back into uh, putting customer service number one. And, and David, you mentioned riches. One day, I'm going to give a great story. I, you know, one of my mentors and, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful man, his name was Albert Maslia. And he, uh, he was a riches, ah, I don't know how much he spent so much time at riches. Um, uh, and what a great story he had about customer service. And maybe I'll give that story one day. But, uh, but anyway, I, I want to move on a little bit because folks, have you or did you see the, the interview with, with, uh, Guatemala Harris and Charlemagne. Um, if you haven't seen that, you've got to check into it. And I'm probably going to run out of time here, so make sure you tune in Thursday and listen to me as I guest host for uh, and substitute host, uh, I should say, for uh, Eric Erickson. Um, because I'm going to talk about this on Thursday uh, on the Eric Erickson show. Uh, but uh, Guatemala Harris was uh, was interviewed by Charlemagne. Now, if you don't know who Charlemagne is, he's the guy that Biden actually looked at and said, "Well, if you don't know who you're voting for, then uh, you ain't black." Uh, yeah, the oldest white guy the Democrats could find looked at a black guy, young black guy, and told him he ain't black. I mean, folks, you can't make this stuff up, and you can look it up. If you don't know about it, you can look it up. Just look up Joe Biden, you ain't black, and you'll find it. Do a DuckDuckGo search. Um, folks, look, if you're not using DuckDuckGo as your search engine, you're you're doing yourself a disfavor. Um, DuckDuckGo doesn't care who you are. They don't care what you do, what you're looking for. They're not going to follow you. DuckDuckGo, that should be your search engine. Okay, so 
Charlemagne. So Charlemagne uh, was and he was doing his show. He's on Comedy Central, and look, this guy is very left. He's a leftist, leftist. He he likes socialistic policies because they're for you, not for him. Uh, but every now and then, he does ask a hard question to a Democrat, and Democrats will go on an interview with him. A because he has a huge audience, um, a lot of them, uh, you know, a black audience, and so Democrats will flock there to pander and to lie to try to continue to secure that vote and uh, but they're getting I know they're getting uh, frustrated with Charlemagne because he will ask a tough question here and there uh, he lobbed a lot of softballs and he ended up trying to help Kamala save herself at the end of that interview but it was still a disaster for her and it was because he had the audacity to ask her a hard question just as he asked Biden a hard question and Biden told him he wasn't black um, I think Biden at one point asked him if he was on drugs <laughs> or something like that uh, but Kamala go watch this disaster talk, tune in on Thursday because I am going to run out of time folks but we will talk about that on Thursday so make sure you tune in Thursday 12 to 3 on the Eric Erickson show I will be guessing. the views opinions and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.